Hello. Hi. Hello. How's everyone doing? I hope well. Uh, of course they're doing well. <laughs> That's my hope. If I had to hope how everyone's doing listening to this, I would say, I hope well. It's well. The, the conversation in the chat is very light. So, of course, everyone's doing well. We're, we're debating who is the better driver between Pink or Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah. So, if you haven't come to a live podcast recording, this is like the important discussion you're missing out on. Yeah. Because I feel like the world needs to get to the bottom of this conundrum. Yes. You and know? it was established that Lady Gaga might not be a good driver because she grew up in New York City right. and I established that I think Pink is an excellent driver because when she hangs upside down doing her little circus shows <laughs> she's good at keeping cool calm and steady do you think Pink would like you calling her like brand of performance quote unquote circus shows it's circusy. <laughs> like what am I supposed to do like an aerial act yeah. that's, that's a circusy vibe it's like an aerial I, I haven't seen her do that aerial stuff in a minute like I assume she's still doing it maybe not to our knowledge but I feel like there was one time she did it on like maybe the Billboard Awards a few years Years ago, and she was doing it outside, like outside of a building. She was like aerialing and like maybe climbing up the side of the building. Guys, you put her in an 85 <laughs> mile per hour speed limit, and she will go a solid Man. 85. She should be and in, not veer anywhere. She should be in an action movie, actually. Like, why isn't she the new Tomb Raider? Sure, she's probably hanging upside down right now as we speak. Oh. She's hanging upside down with her earbuds in, listening to two game acts. And you know what? She's a mother, and mothers can do anything. Hey. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Two Game Mats. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. It's another week. We're back here, excited about what happened last week, which wasn't, I mean, I guess it was some stuff, but a lot of the stuff didn't have as much to do with us, news-wise. Like, yeah. we can say, like, how much do we really have to say about the Queen? She was 96. I'm sure she had close friends and family. She lived a long, full life. Colonialism is bad. And you know, like, I feel like all of that can be true. And of course. And, you know, you that, you know, however you feel about the monarchy, you can still extend, you know, your well wishes to the British people who are now going through a transition. Some of them are, though. Some I feel like I've seen some interviews on TikTok where they like stop people in the street and like, what do you think about the queen dying? And the people are like, you know what? I'm not a fan of the queen. Why are we giving our taxpayers to these people? Oh, so, well, yeah. Like, that's like a big debate, like within the UK. Like, right. Should our tax money be going to this or should it not or right. whatever and everything? And, and the Irish were thrilled. Well, well yeah, <laughs> they but, were over the moon. And but and of course, like the people who have the most negative stuff to say are going to be the ones featured on the social media. Mm. But you know, you, you can. St- it still is a transitional period, and she was a sense like a constant for seventy years. Sure. You know, so that is hard on, or that I wouldn't say like hard because like they'll be fine. Right. But like you know that I I offer them 
the British people their condolences and the transition will be smooth and, and they'll move on with their lives. Yes, I, I offer condolences to the British people who miss her and the British people who, or non-British people who feel like they have been wronged by colonialism and or the monarchy. I, I wish them grace and love and happiness and light. And she was 96, guys. Like, I hate to be a bitch, but like, Oh, I mean, no 96. one was like shocked. Right, here. like, you know. And I hope Meghan Markle's doing great. I loved her interview with Mariah, even though I felt like she could have asked Mariah more questions. And she got offended when Mariah called her a diva, which is like, she's like, really? What'd you read about me in the press? And she's like, Mariah's like, no, I meant your fashions. Because <laughs> like, spoiler, Mariah's not reading about anyone in the press but her oh, fucking Mariah, self. Mariah knows nothing that's good. Mariah's Why like, well, would we she? wish everyone the best. I know. Absolutely. So anyways, if you want to hear Meghan Markle and Mariah get into a conversation about the word diva and then Meghan get offended by Mariah by accident, listen to that podcast. But instead, listen to our podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why am I promoting her? We have a serious discussion. Exactly. It's like, who is the better driver? Pink or Gaga. Pink Matt or Gaga. Steele. Yes. How was your week? My week was nice. Yeah? Was a lot of working, a lot of praying. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I, I I did nothing this week. Did and nothing. so that's why I had to. I mean, know, just, <laughs> I guess I should ask now or later. Do you want to talk about Big Brother now or would you like to wait until later? Oh, motherfucker. We are saving oh, that for Jesus, later. I, we are saving my giving me moments for the thing that gave me the most of a moment in the entire year. I know. And I just, I have been following it again because I am with Matt Steele. My phone listens to this podcast while we're recording it, I guess. And I get all the BB updates and I am very tuned in. And I was like, Matt Steele's going to have a lot to say this week. So I just wanted to give you the floor if you wanted. And now no, you're saying later. Uh, it, okay. it will be the cherry on top of this excellent <laughs> podcast episode, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. How well, was your week, Matt Palmer? My week was good. I uh, got back to work after the long Labor Day weekend, which was lovely to have. Uh, we went over to our friend Jeff and Jean's house on that Labor Day, visited with our kid Owen, had a great time, played some Mario Party, you know I love. Uh, and then uh, this weekend was Jackson's birthday. Everyone wished Jim Jackson happy a birthday, happy birthday. Uh, so we had a very fun day uh, on Saturday. Uh, we went to the Long Beach uh, Aquarium because they were touting that they had a big babies exhibit. And is there anything Jackson loves more than like a baby animal? No. Yeah. We get there. I will say the aquarium was nice, perfectly fine. It kind of paled in comparison because we'd also been to the Georgia Aquarium kind of recently, which is like giant and, you know, state of the art and all this. And it was like a little smaller, a little more down home, but it was cute. The babies exhibit, not enough babies. <laughs> How many babies were there? There were like really small baby jellyfish. That's Maybe cute. like a baby frog or two. Okay. But the picture promoting the babies was a baby sea otter that was very cute. There were no baby sea otters. Well, you know, people do say that the population is in decline. I mean, so maybe yeah. those just animals are also kind of just like you humans aren't having babies. Fuck you. We're not having babies either. <laughs> if you're not putting in your weight, we're not putting in ours. I just felt like there should have been more babies. But it was like, honestly, there was a mix up with the timing. We only could be there for an hour and a half. So it all worked out. It felt like we had to spend a lot of time in the baby's exhibit. But we had a nice time. Uh, and then we went to a restaurant in Long Beach, which we have not really explored the area a lot. So this restaurant, I believe it was called uh, Saint and Second, was very lovely we were very, treated very well initially we were like it's his birthday to the waiter and he was like happy birthday so tonight's specials are and so we're like fuck we're not getting a cake or free yeah, anything I, I love that waiter and then <laughs> by the end of the night he was like do you want a dessert menu and we're like mm-hmm. and we looked at it and we're just like you know we're gonna pass and he's like did someone mention it was their birthday and i was like yes we did and so he came back out with like a little scoop of ice cream yeah and just like banana pudding it. kind of thing give him a scoop that's give him it. a scoop i'll take a scoop yeah. we just wanted a little bit of something a little acknowledgement that someone was born today and we got it so that was lovely and today uh i just kind of i've been slowly because you know I, i'm not one to work hard and like during a, like a 
a lot at the same time, you know? So I've been like slowly cleaning our home over the past week. I'm like, today uh, I'll do the living room and I'll like clean. <laughs> oh. And then today I did, which I'd been putting off the bathroom because I feel like the bathroom always takes the most oh, work. That's the one you put that's off. The that's one the one put everyone off. puts off. So today, no who you are. Absolutely. So today I cleaned up the room we're currently sitting in and also the bathroom. And, you know, I felt positive about that. I laid down, watched some rap shit, which is that Issa Rae show. I think they've completed their airing of this first season, but I behind on it and catching up and it's really picking up I'm loving it uh, but then I you know I'm lying in the bed watching rap shit so happily and I get a notification on my phone that's just like two gay mats live in 30 minutes I'm like oh I guess that's true isn't it <laughs> so had to get myself together prepare the set so here he is ladies and gentlemen I know begrudgingly <laughs> Performing for all of you. Not begrudgingly. I drove here thrilled. I ha- I was so excited, but I made a point not to speed because I, like Pink, am a safe driver. <laughs> I was so excited to be here for all of you today, ladies and gentlemen. I was excited as well, but sometimes you know when it's time to, even when you're about to do something fun, if you're in a reclined position, if you're lying down, if you're horizontal, it's hard to get vertical again. That's I'm, all I'm saying. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. I know. I've been through a lot. You know, my I? condolences to the uh, British people and to Matt Palmer. <laughs> No, exactly. We've all been through a lot this week. A lot week. this week. And you know who else has been through a lot this week? Who? Tell me. Harry Styles. So I He's feel, been through a lot this month. I know. And I every time I talk about Don't Worry Darling and like this disaster of a press tour, I'm like, this is going to be the last time we talk about this. And it never is. No. It's a never-ending saga, the never-ending story. So if you were online this time, probably like last Monday, like Labor Day, probably this was happening. Uh, you probably saw a video circulating that people were, were trying to figure out whether or not Harry Styles spat on Chris Pine. And the whole, uh, were, were they at Venice? Where were they? The Venice Film Festival. Venice Film Festival. They were sitting down in their seats. They were sitting in their seats. And this is after like the press line that... Florence Pugh just made it to like the red carpet 20 minutes before the film started airing or something. And so she's there not making eye contact with Olivia Wilde. There are people standing strategically so that people that are feuding are not interacting. Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles are not looking at They're each other. They're not. Like, and I was thinking they just didn't want to like get a lot of opinions yes. and like a lot of people, a lot of eyes on their relationship. But then another podcast I listened to was like they could have broken up. Yeah. And I'm like, no one knows. I guess we'll know. find out next week. That'll be the story of next week. <laughs> I know. We'll open this podcast. Yeah. With that. Yeah. Um, but then there was a video circulating, I guess it was after the presentation of Don't Worry Darling, I believe, where Harry is going back to his seat. He is sitting strategically next to Chris Pine. He kind of looks to his right as he's sitting down, and Chris Pine looks down and stops clapping. And there's a moment where Harry's making a weird face that kind of looks like a face one would make when spitting. When spitting. And Chris Pine kind of looks down and makes a face that like someone would make if like someone does something horrible to you, but you have to remain professional. Exactly. Like, kind of, kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> and so there was a lot of discussion, a lot of back and forth about whether or not this was spit. As the days went on, I think both Chris Pine and Harry Styles people have come out and said that Harry Styles did not spit on Chris Pine. Harry made a joke about it at his concert in New York the following day. Cute, right? Cute. Everyone will be fine. Everyone's going to be fine. There's also a very funny uh, quote going around by Harry Styles. I guess he's discussing the movie at the presser. You know, my favorite thing about the movie is, like, it feels like a movie, he said. It feels like a real, like, you know, go to the theater film movie. Uh, Styles is... and I guess I guess that's the the full is that the full quote? Uh, yeah, pretty it much. was the gist. And so yeah, Matt Steele, you know, as a cinephile yourself, were you offended by this quote? 
It did sound like how I would sound if I was to describe a movie that I didn't understand. I was not offended by this quote no. at all. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, it was eh, it was what it was. Um, I was more uh, um, traumatized by the spit discourse <laughs> as a younger brother yes. of an older brother. Mm. You know, we have all all younger brothers of older brothers have been held down by their older brothers and like had spit. They would spit like your brother, older brother never did this. I'm oh no, this oh, is horror. You this had is a, a nice older brother. Like they would pin you down and like spit above your face and have it dangle and then suck it back up to let you know to like tease you. So any discourse surrounding spit is Matt, just deeply upsetting to me. That is deeply upsetting to me. What you just said, I I have to live with that yeah, now. Michael's a monster. I. I'm I am traumatized. Did this happen to other people? You all there needs to be a class action lawsuit against older brothers because this did not happen in my home. I feel like the most kind of fighting we did was very much like me hitting him and then running downstairs and telling my mommy hit me. <laughs> oh, I loved that. <laughs> Which was kind of my vibe as a younger brother. So yeah, there was yeah. no spitting going in or out of anyone's mouth. So one time the string of spit. I don't want to hear more about well, this. One time the string of spit broke and landed right on my forehead, and my mom was present when it was happening, and my mom was yelling at him like stop doing that stop doing that but when it broke and landed on my forehead my mom just started cracking up (laughs) we need to move on The other quote from Harry Styles is that he didn't he felt like he had no idea what he was doing in the film. I guess he was trying to say it's exciting to act because, you know, he's used to doing music by now. But he says, quote, I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing as someone who knows what he's doing behind, you know, in front of the camera. <laughs> How do you feel about this? Uh, I do know what I'm doing. Yes. Don't I? No, I mean, I see what I got from the quote was him saying, like, oh, I feel like the thing I like about acting is I don't know what I'm doing is a sense that, like, I can really, like, release myself and have no let go of all control mm. and everything. Yes. And and feel like I don't know what I'm doing, but like that's what makes the performance good when you just let yourself go. That's how I interpreted it. I don't, it, it I don't think little... that's right. That is okay. coming from a very learned NYU <laughs> School of the Arts point of view. This okay. is like, he literally doesn't know what he's doing. You know, maybe it's a mix of both. Okay, you're being very kind. We all saw that policeman trailer or whatever the fuck it was, and I think he was right when he said he had no Listen, idea. Listen, I'm doing. trying to give a lot of grace to the Brits this week, okay? Uh, clearly. Uh, and then lastly, the reviews are bad. <laughs> Which, I mean, doesn't matter at this point. People are going to see this movie just out of, like, curiosity. Oh, I mean, the the fact that this movie is, like, selling out already and it, like, doesn't even open for two weeks right. is brilliant. Like, the publicity surrounding this film was exactly what the movie needed. I can't wait to see it. Maybe they, maybe Olivia Wilde was like, all right, I know this is not book smart, so we have to get asses in seats one way or the other. And maybe she concocted all of this. I love that. I mean, we the, love that. The giant, brilliant plan. Well, speaking of dramatics, uh, Leah Michelle's Funny Girl debut happened this week. Oh my god. And apparently there was an audible laugh when uh, Fanny Bryce says the line, I haven't read many books, going back to the whole <laughs> Leah Michelle can't read thing. But I will say... As someone who is, you know, not a fan of how she treated people on the Glee set, I think she's a bit of a monster. Every video I've seen of her or heard of her, because you can't really see much of anything, she sounds fucking amazing. Oh, I mean, she's been preparing for this role her entire life. Absolutely. And uh, the thing I have to say about those bootlegs, though, is I have seen multiple ones and other bootlegs of other, like, Broadway shows. It's like, if you people in the audience don't shut the hell up <laughs> and stop screaming after Every single mm. line, like it's not just Lee Michelle and Funny Girl. It's like ever, like the Into the Woods revival. It's like, do we really need to to scream and hoot and holler every single time the Baker's wife sings? It justifies the beans, like, like, like guys. It also to me, I felt like when I was 
you know, as a young person and like in theater classes and, you know, going to see shows, we were told to shut the fuck up. Shut the, the fuck audience. up. If, like they're working and like, it's not a concert. Like it's a very different yeah, experience. Yeah, it's a different experience. And and I get it. Like a lot of people in the audience are like big Leah fans and they believe that Glee was real life. And so. <laughs> That's they, worrying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know, the, the cult of Glee runs strong. And so they're like, wow, this is like Rachel's dreams are really coming true. And they're very excited for her. So they want to cheer her on and everything. But like. Okay. Guys, we are at a Broadway show. Yeah. Thank you very much. If I was a performer on stage and I was getting screams after every single one of my lines, I would stop the show and be like, can y'all people shut the fuck up? <laughs> and like, I've worked really hard on this. Right. So, and then, then, and then. She's, of course, no longer in the show as we speak because she has COVID. Like, what? <laughs> it's been, how many performances did she do? Probably like four or five. I don't, like, if that. I Can we just know. call it Julie Banco's Funny Julie Girl Banco's and call it a day with girl. some like celebrity, you know, casts coming in every once in a while sometimes when they don't have COVID. Leah, sometimes Leah sometimes. shows up. I, the, the, that, the plot of like this, like all this dramatic stuff happening yes. and her finally getting to play the role and everything and her getting COVID immediately, <laughs> immediately. is is literally written by Ryan Murphy. Like, <laughs> it is Ryan Murphy's world, and Leah Michelle is living in it. I mean, I still, I mean, I think we just need feud Leah Michelle versus everybody. Like, I need all of the people she has feuded with over time because the list is long. Yes. And it's, it's just time we discuss it. It's just a lot happening, and I'm overwhelmed. It's overwhelming, but at least you know what? Good thing she's good, and if there's a good thing to come out of this entire production, I hope Julie Banco is a giant star after. Oh, sure. Oh, Julie Bango's having a great time. I was going <laughs> to say. She's having a great if, 2022. If anybody's coming out of this smelling like roses, I imagine Julie Bango is the one. Oh, give her a special Tony. Like, uh, goddamn. Truly. Um, and you know who needs just a Tony? I don't know if this is true. Whatever. Who would love a Tony to complete or continue <laughs> their EGOT? Miss Kelly Clarkson, who's on the cover of Variety discussing her, you know, the show coming back. Kelly Clarkson talk show, I believe, comes back next week, which is great. We love new Kelly performances. I'm sure the show is fun and lovely I won't be watching but most importantly the divorce album is really fucking coming it's coming it's coming in 2023 divorce album confirmed and I feel like a lot of people in response were like 2023 oh my god that's so long that's so long and me I heard her quotes and like she would talk to the Dixie chicks on her or the chicks excuse me on her show and be like how did you feel brave enough to put this raw album out about your ex-husband because you have children, I have children, and I'm just considering not releasing this stuff. And I was like, Kelly? (laughs) Kelly, We need this. We are all your children? Yes. And we realize, like, sure, your children come first, but, like... The rest of your children come second. <laughs> it is like we, the fact that we felt like the beginnings, like tip of the iceberg of your anger with your Happier Than Ever cover and Merry Christmas to the one I used to uh, know, the other tracks in the Christmas album that are like oddly angry. <laughs> we need this. We, we need, need a full cathartic release. I believe this is going to be her best album since... I don't know, breakaway? Like, it's going to be unbelievable. Because the thing is, she, as a writer, she has said, you know, if I'm not inspired to write anything, I don't really fucking write. And, like, Mm -hmm. I'll take other people's songs, I'll sing the shit out of them, and I feel fine with that. And she has something to write about. And when she has something to write about, we get uh, fucking uh, Because of You, we get Piece by Piece, we get Sober, and to get an entire album written by Kelly, emotions at the forefront... We deserve that. Kelly, you will be teaching your children how to express themselves. Yes. And to put their broken hearts into their art and to not lash out at others. It's good. It's, 
It's please put it out. Thank please. you. And she is. And she and, is. And the thing is, I think it's just been done for a while. Mm-hmm. And she told the label, she's like, hey, here's the album. It's done. I need to get through the actual divorce before I get out. Like, I cannot have this man using my lyrics in court against me to try to get custody or to try to get this Montana house. Mm-hmm. And I think it's all been litigated. Things, everything is settled enough that we finally get to hear the music. I can't wait. It's I can't fucking great. wait. And it's she- like, I can't think of an album I'm more excited about in 2023. Oh, 2023 is going to be it. Like, it's going to be ama- an amazing year, thanks to Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, I think it's very smart that she's like, okay, also Taylor's releasing end of 2022 and Beyonce's Act 2 Renaissance might is rumored to be coming out end of 2022. So I'll wait till 2023. Wait, thank you. Hey, that's great. That's All great. our girls are here, and I yeah. love that. Um, are you excited about Nicole Kidman's AMC sequel that she's filming? Of course I am. <laughs> I don't understand what a sequel to this like PSA about like go to the movies could even be. And I realize it's become a camp classic and people know the words and have it tattooed or whatever the fuck. But I'd like, what else do we have to say? That we, that we still come to this place for magic. <laughs> she's just going to say still before every line and like that's going to be it. Yeah. This is, you know, we're still here for magic. Mm. I just hope that like, like this is something that drives me nuts in that uh, Nicole Kimmon ad. Mm. And no one else talks about it except for me. And I feel like I drive everyone nuts when I talk about it. Okay. In the shot, in the final shot where the camera, not the final, the second to final shot where the camera like goes down. It's yeah. like a faraway shot. And she's mm. sitting in the audience. She's looking off to the side. She's not looking at the movie. <laughs> movie screen okay and so it drives me nuts every time i see it and like no one points it out if it helps you i've never noticed that if you see a movie on a big screen and the next time it goes to that clip okay. of the camera like coming down look at her eyes you will see that she is like actively like looking far <laughs> to like her right or to her left or right. whatever it seems like maybe this was like a test shot that they were doing and they couldn't get like a real like good one of her like looking but they just decided to use this footage anyway like I I can't be the only person who has noticed this I'm sure you're right I just truly people have there's such fanfare around this thing that I feel like as a non you know film twitter gay I'm just like feeling like you know good for y'all I'm glad you have this thing that makes you so happy but I feel nothing I love it every single time the fact that people uh, clap for it lightly Mm. uh, whenever it pops up wow Wow. I think it's lovely. It's something that brings us all together. That ad is like the queen. (laughs) It it unifies all of us as a nation, you know, regardless of political (laughs) affiliation. Okay. That's not what the queen did. But anyways. (laughs) um, Well, that is kind of what the queen would like did. But but clearly they didn't unite the people as a nation when everyone's like, the monarchies are so unneeded. I feel like they're less popular than ever. So she didn't do it that. Well, but that's like what her, is she supposed, like that's what her, the monarchy is supposed to essentially be like an apolitical figure that Mm. doesn't control the country, but it's just sort of like, uh, we, like we all look to her to represent all of us. So are you saying that the queen near the end of her life did not do her job correctly? Because that's what I'm kind of hearing from here. What do you mean? Because she died? Well, no, no, no. Because like she didn't bring the country together. Like you said, it was her job to do as the the head of the monarchy. Well, not to get everyone to agree about the monarchy, but to remind people like we are all one nation. Mm. You know. Matt Steele, critical of the queen. More Uh, news coming soon. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I am from New Jersey. I don't know nothing about the queen, okay? Um, I want to just take this time to say... We talked about it very briefly prior to uh, starting recording. We're not going to talk about Britney's posts anymore, I don't think, because everything we have to say is essentially, I wish this was private. Like, we're not just shitting on, like, her parents or Kevin Federline. It's now the children are getting involved and it feels a little Mm -hmm. icky. Yeah. So we're going to take it back away. We're going to step away from that a little bit in our discussions of Britney. But 
in Great Britney News, Hold Me Closer, debuted at number six, which I looked up as the highest a single of hers has uh, peaked since Scream and Shout. It outpeaked Work Bitch. How high did Work Pitch? Like 12, 13. Did it really not make the top 10? No. That is so homophobic. It's so homophobic. How dare we as a nation allow that to happen? I know. And I mean, Hold Me Closer is lovely. And it outpeaked the Dua Lipa song with Elton. So oh, damn. no matter how you look at it, it's a big success. And uh, I'm happy for her. She and better make her money. Exactly. Make the money she wants to make. Um, D23 was this past weekend. So all those Disney gays out there were over the moon. This is the expo, kind of like a Disney Comic Con that I mm. suppose they have every year. And the biggest news that came out of it, from what I understand, uh, was the first look at The Little Mermaid, starring Chloe and Halle's Halle Bailey, who is Ariel. And uh, they have a trailer, a teaser trailer that's available online of, you know, just Halle singing the end of Part of Your World and, like, some vision of what, like, the underwater world is going to look like, Mm -hmm. the beautiful score behind. But at D23 itself, they played the whole Part of Your World. And, of course, that leaked onto the internet. And... Guys, I, you know I pretend not to listen to leaks, but man, she sounds so fucking good. <laughs> like, like I remember watching and being like, "Oh yeah, like this will be good." And everything, yes. and I listened to it, and I was like, "Oh no, this is exceptionally it's good. This exceptional. is exceptional. It is a beautiful rendition." So if you haven't seen the leak, but like you don't want to be spoiled, just know it's a. Just trust us. It's, it's just a beautiful rendition. It's beautiful. It's just different enough. She just makes yes. it her own enough. It's not like Christina Aguilera doing reflection and like just <laughs> growling the whole time, which I would still have liked. But this, I feel like, is very respectful to the original, the original performance by Jody Benson, I want yeah. to say. Uh, and she's just so stunningly beautiful. I. I was saying, I don't think I have seen one of the live action remakes of these Disney classics. And so this is going to be the first one because I'm going to see this in theaters. I'm excited. She's a superstar. And like, we've known that for so long, but I feel like the world is going to know. Oh, you haven't seen any of them? I don't know. Like, even with Jackson? I don't think so. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think I have. So unless I'm forgetting one, and please tell me if I if I have seen that, Um, but I don't think I have. So I'm excited about Hallie. Trying to think of anything else happened at D23. Well, apparently, um, Amy Poehler is coming back to the Inside Out 2, but um, Mindy Kaling and uh, who's the guy that plays Barry on Barry? Uh, Bear, uh, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Not coming back. Since 2015, their rates have gone too high, apparently. But Amy wow. Poehler will still be there. Um, there's a rumor going around that Netflix is going to stop binge releasing things and like just release things weekly, like TV. And... Um, I mean, I feel like there are pros and cons to that. I like binging stuff, but you also, if you like to binge, just wait until it's all out and then binge it. And then binge it, yeah. Right. Like, exactly. you can control yourself. Like, unless it's a show you really want to watch, which you'll just watch it weekly. Like, I don't think it's that. A lot of people are really bemoaning this change. You'll be fine. I don't think it's that big of a deal. You will all be fine. Right. You'll learn to live your lives. Oh, and I finished uh, Never Have I Ever. Fernando was great. Oh. My great friend job. Fernando in the finale of Never Have I Ever. Yes. Great job. Lastly, I apologize. You won't know what I'm talking about here. Okay. I just want to talk about. The end of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, it was the finale. Um, I didn't talk about this last week. She by Sheree, did I? I don't think so, Okay, no. so uh, Sheree Whitfield is an original in the House Five who they brought back this season. The first season of the show, which aired 14 years ago, she was planning to make a uh, t-shirt or athleisure line called She by Sheree. The season finale, I believe, of that season happened, and the clothes were not ready for the, by the time of the fashion show. And so... There was a party. There were no fashions. B character Dwight came out and said famously, a fashion show with no fashions. How dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> it is now 14 years later. She by Sheree has not launched. 
uh-huh. since that moment, everyone in the Housewives universe knows about G by Sheree, and it's never come out. I was about to say, like, I remember, like, in 2010, like, it, for some reason, Real Housewives was on my TV, yes. and seeing this, like, fashion show, yes. and there was, like, nothing. Yes. Yeah, it was, and I was, so I was like, he's describing, like, far in the past. I yeah. am. And so now, the season finale of season 14 of Real Housewives of Atlanta, Sheree has come back this season. Her first half of the season was about, like, this man who was just getting out of prison, who she had a relationship with, Tyrone, who stood her up, and then they broke up. Second half of the season was like, you know what? I need to restart you by Sheree. <laughs> so Absolutely. she's spending half the season, and she's like, oh, the pieces are lost in Alaska. The pieces are stuck in California. And the whole time you're like, okay, you're building up to something good, right? Like, we cannot have another fashion show with no fashions. We haven't seen Dwight in probably 10 years. Dwight pops back up just so we can play the fashion show with no fashions clip a million times. Uh, he sits down. It takes a long time, but... There are fashions. There are models. It looks great. They walk down the runway. Curtain closes on the show. And you're like, wow, Sheree really did it. What a lovely moment. Then you go to, because of course, by the time of the episode airing, let's go to SheBuysSheree.com and buy some of her athleisure. What happened? Due to an overwhelming amount of love, the website crashed as soon as the episode aired. Uh. As soon as the episode aired, it is down. I believe it is still down. It did somehow come back up. And you will notice that the beautiful pieces that were shown on Atlanta Housewives are not available, but pieces that are literally available on Amazon.com or Sheen.com for like $20 are exact copies of those, but with like a star that says She by Sheree planted on it are uploaded and they're available for like a good $140, $160 for like Leggings. How many are you buying? Absolutely zero. <laughs> it's just like wild to me that after 14 years, you couldn't get this together. And Sheree famously doesn't like to pay people if she doesn't like their work. And so there's a rumor going around that some designer came in last minute, put this entire show together, and she didn't pay him. And that's why he won't give her the designs to actually sell them. Oh, that's it's wild. Me- like, she doesn't pay people who, like, redo her fucking house. Like, she doesn't pay so many important people in her life and just has gotten away with that that's forever. That's psychotic. Psychotic. Well, all right. It's just, I just had to get it off my chest because I watched it just in awe, like, mouth agape, like, charade. If I was working on something like that for 14 years, because it's like, he got Devo's done and out before 14 years. And you know what's harder than making like a fucking athleisure line? Making a fucking movie. Okay? Okay. It just is like unacceptable the amount of time that was spent and the fact that the designs are so shitty and the fact that people are still not getting paid this far in the future. It's just like, please, Sheree, no. Yeah. No. It's yeah. over. Speaking of Devos, yes. I found out yesterday that Devos is now available in Australia on Tubi. All right. Which like that I wasn't aware that that was happening because like our, the international release like was supposed to be through something else. So I, God, if you are not in the country, can you tell me if Devos <laughs> is available in your just so I know what the hell countries Devos is I available love in? that I'm like, I heard that my song was on the Born of the, the Young and the Restless. You're like, I heard Devos is yeah, in Australia. Australia. Why aren't we in the loop? I don't Why know. Why are people not telling us when things about our art happen? This is the loop of the empires that we have created <sighs> know. and we are just out of it. <laughs> we are just so far out. Maybe one day we'll get invited into the room where it happens. I into the yeah, one day we'll get invited into the rooms that we built. Exactly, we built the rooms and got locked the fuck out. <laughs> All right, so I guess is there any other news for idiots you'd like to share with the people today? Oh, are we not going to talk about the anniversary? Which anniversary? Of, uh, of um, of, uh, oh, 
Oh, glitter? Yeah. We can if you want. Yes, glitter came out. I, th- I thought you were going to talk about oh, it. Oh, it came out 21 years ago today, September 11th, when we're recording this, which there were other world events occurring at that time, which were darker. And, you know. But let's I, focus on the happier things focusing like on the glitter. Happy things like glitter. I remember getting that album. I remember listening to that preview in the local HMV before it came out and hearing Lead the Way for the first time, changing my life. I just, it's a perfect album. It has a great balance of up tempos and um, balladry. The vocals are one of the best vocal performances she's had on an album, like since Daydream at that point. It's just, I cannot recommend Glitter enough. And happy 21st anniversary to the day Mrs. Palmer risked her life That's and not right. trekked through the streets. To go to Circuit City or Best Buy or whatever (laughs) to buy her son this album on a day when the country was being attacked. The country was, but Atlanta was fine. But no, you have but to we make, didn't know. make plays I remember ben. There was carnage in the streets. We didn't know what was happening. The, Mrs. Palmer was being attacked by zombies. That's not right. She was <laughs> ran through quicksand. This is false. These are falsehoods. For her baby. Because <laughs> she, she was did. like, you know what? The world is crumbling, but my baby boy needs that <laughs> glitter soundtrack. I did. And as a mother, I will do whatever I can for my child. So... Happy anniversary to the strength of Mrs. And Palmer. after I called my mom and made sure that all our family and friends were okay, was the first question I asked, did you have a chance to pick up glitter? Yes. And am I proud of that? And, I don't know. I think. And she said, of course yes. I did for you, baby, because that is a mother. I mean, that's what mothering a is. Queen. We a hope queen. To, we hope to be half the parent one day. Oh, ab- <laughs> honestly. I, I know. Truly. Absolutely. That's how you do it. All right. Is there any other news for it you want to talk about? I don't think so. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more 2K Mats, the podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We took a nice relaxing break. We really did. We got excited about the new iOS update coming to Apple tomorrow. You got they, excited. I thought <laughs> we like me and the other people commenting that are excited about okay. the new iPhone 14. And I was excited for you. And I think I, I appreciate that. You're well. I'm here for you. Oh, my God. So kind. Yes. Yes. So we are on to email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gamats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O or if you are watching this podcast on YouTube, you can comment below, which we have a question from a comment below. That never happens. It rarely happens, ladies and gentlemen, but you know. Uh, So first one is going to be one that was an email. Mm. So this is from Durga. Durga says, two gay mats is my religion. (laughs) Hey, mats. Over the past few weeks, I've become dangerously addicted to your podcast. Oh, that makes me nervous. Like dangerously in love. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, Listening to old episodes while doing everything from my skincare routine to falling asleep at night. I was just wondering, I've heard you both talk about your favorite movies and TV shows, but do you have any favorite podcasts or YouTubers that are your comfort people Mm. or whose content? Uh, you simply enjoy hugs Durga Durga also wrote another email saying Matt just sending this reply to say that I've been listening to Hurricane by Matt Palmer himself and I realized Matt Palmer you're a fucking genius oh you had me from the first second and I love it thank you so much I mean 
we're, we're going back and forth on the chat about which is better, Hurricane or Chemistry, but don't worry. There will likely be more Matt Palmer Z future collaborations that you can throw into the mix soon. Don't worry. They're both available. And they're both available now. <laughs> um, as far as YouTubers, weirdly, I don't <laughs> really watch any YouTubers. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I did. There were times where I would watch Tyler Oakley when he would do YouTube stuff and be like, oh, he's a cute guy and he seems to be doing well. And, um, uh, I, yeah, YouTube was never really, I was never really into it like that. Like it yeah. was fun that we did it. Oh yeah. That, and that I we do it. Did it and do it. And we <laughs> love that. Um, but as far as podcasts, I'm a huge podcast person. I think right mm-hmm. now my favorites, the read is back. They had a hiatus. That was for a very valid reason. And they're back. And I went kid fury and crystal only good things in the world. They are so hilarious. So like what a brilliant comedy duo. Like when people ask us what I want our podcast to kind of be like, it's like, I love that they don't need to have fucking guests. <laughs> and that because mm-hmm. they are the they are the draw. And like that is kind of the dream for the two gay mats, in my humble opinion. Um other podcasts I very much love. I love Bitch Sesh, which is Casey Wilson, Daniel Schneider. I love um The Deep Dive, which is June Diane Raphael and uh, Jessica St. Clair. Very funny. Um I'm trying to think of what else. I love Legends Only actually t kyle and bradley stern very mm-hmm. funny new york city gays if you like this podcast you'll probably like their pop music stuff um trying to think of what else i listen to I that's, keep a, that's a, it's a lot. lot i do yeah. i listen to the podcast a lot keep it we both listen to keep listen it to keep sometimes it. Yes. my friend lewis um calls that yeah um i as far as like podcasts go like the only podcasts i really listen to are like the big brother ones <laughs> like <laughs> like i told you all about hey julie a big brother podcast also i have another uh friend nick who i was on his big brother podcast called but first mm. um and as far as youtube go it's like all like the big brother survivor youtube wow. like there's peridium which has really good analytical um, Big Brother YouTube videos also also uh, also um Ethan Imali mm. Ethan Imal with an E at the end uh, who has really insightful videos as well. Um, as far as just like nice simple. I'm just watching this and wasting time. There's a, a YouTube channel called Emmy Made, mm. and she is she just like cooks very simple recipes. Oh, wow. And like Lord knows I'm not cooking this shit. Right. But like I for some reason she's just so sweet and lovely to watch. And she also I I talked about her on uh Giving Me Moments probably like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Cause she has a whole um section of her YouTube channel devoted to like trying exotic fruits. Oh, that's cool. And I talked about how you didn't think it was cool when I talked about it on the podcast. Oh, well, it's cooler now. I'm in a better <laughs> mood, I guess. I was talking about it for giving me moments and I was just like, there's a whole series of all these, di- her trying all these different fruits and you know, I love fruits. Yes. And, uh, and you were just like, this is stupid. <laughs> Next thing. And uh, so but you should give it a watch. She right. just has a, a lovely, uh, warm personality. Um, and yeah, that's about it. I mean, when we're close to like election times, so like gearing up, I, I start watching, you know, random YouTube videos about like polling and yes. stuff like that. Uh, just, you know, with my fingers crossed being like, please let me hear something I want to hear. I worry about the like, uh, YouTube political stuff sometimes because I just know there's so much misinformation mm-hmm. out there and, and I you're don't afraid want that. that like something's going to pop up on exactly. your feed that you don't want to pop like, up on your feed yeah. I don't want to see that also want to shout out to uh, DJ Bob the DJ Bob show is amazing oh the it's DJ Bob show wonderful patron has amazing interviews so if you want the interviews go there first yeah oh and another podcast uh um uh, oh God, uh, Putting It Together, uh, which is a podcast devoted to Stephen Sondheim where mm. he dissects every single um, uh, like Stephen Sondheim song oh, show wow. by show and everything. Yeah, so 
Um, that's really fun podcast. And then the DJ Bob show. If you like nostalgia, like yes. 90s and early 2000s nostalgia, that's the DJ Bob show. Oh, and and yes. Danny Pellegrino, sorry, who has also oh, yeah. been a guest on our show. His show since he's been on and since I was, we were a guest very early on in his podcast. His mm. podcast has blown up. It's a giant Housewives podcast. He uh, also has interviews and then he's also released a book. I believe there may be another one coming. So big fan of him. Just like what a positive light person like I feel like so many podcasters can be kind of jaded and Mm -hmm. kind of you know bitchy like we are and I feel like he is not that as much and I think it's like nice it's like having a very sweet gay friend in your I feel like there are bitchier podcasters out there than us oh I agree yeah because it's like our bitchiness is mostly to each other or to like you know R. Kelly or someone who's deplorable you know Sure. Which is fine. So the next email, my heart, is the YouTube comment from our friend Brayden. Brayden says, email my heart. You guys mentioned how Matt Steele hates people calling cast recording soundtracks. Mm. I also thought about how Steele loves movies, but I've never heard him talk about a soundtrack. So I would love to know what are some of your favorite actual soundtracks. I love the soundtracks to The Parent Trap and to Wong Fu. Of course, the Hannah Montana ones, too. Can't wait to hear. Um, as far as like movie soundtracks, I am not going to include like movie scores. Okay. Um, just cause I don't really consider those sound. I consider like a, an album of mo- a movie score, like a different thing. Yeah. And I'm also not going to include like a musical movie. Cause to me, that's not even really like a, I guess it is a soundtrack technically right? um, because it comes from a film, but I consider that like the film cast recording, (laughs) Uh, like the high school musicals and everything. Right. Um, But as far as like a movie soundtrack where it's like, these are all songs that were not written for the movie uh, or are included in the movie. Um, I recently, I mean the hustlers soundtrack. Mm, Remember hustlers that had a very good soundtrack, an amazing soundtrack that was like, yes, you really are thinking about what the gays want yes. and also the, the they use a, a show tune uh they use the song next from uh jacques brel is alive and well and living in paris oh. um in that movie which was and it was brilliantly utilized in the movie so i i just remember my jaw being on the floor um when that song came on in the movie so i was like the soundtrack to this movie is incredible also uh promising young woman obviously the soundtrack to that movie oh my is gosh beyond, iconic in every beyond. single way and the fact that they again another show tune is used something wonderful from the king and i used so brilliantly in that movie um another amazing movie soundtrack is so random i remember one day like what you know watching look who's talking which has mm. been one of my favorite movies like for decades since I was a little kid and I just remember sitting there watching it being like damn they had budget for the soundtrack uh, for this movie that's the thing is like, like I feel like the heyday of soundtracks is behind us in like the because, early 90s like I think throughout the 90s there yeah. was just good fucking shit like I'm sorry do you have more oh no 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 it's just that? like every song is like a classic song and it's like damn this is a great soundtrack to this movie and you know what exemplifies that for me waiting to exhale oh my god <laughs> Babyface was at the top of his motherfucking game, and he was like, okay, I have to write a song for all of these legendary R&B artists that are going to be on the soundtrack. Obviously, there are the Whitney cuts, Why Does It Hurt So Bad, Exhale, Shoop, Shoop. But then you think about songs like Mary J. Blige's Not Gonna Cry and uh, Tony Braxton's Let It Flow, Mm -hmm. like songs that literally became staples and like some of their biggest hits for these artists who had already had giant hits. Brandy sitting up in my room like there's not a soundtrack that has impacted me more than the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. It is the one to beat. Um, There are others on the list. I mean, I feel like 
I mean, there's the one that Mrs. Palmer risked her life to of get course. 21 years ago Hello. today. The Glitter soundtrack. The Glitter soundtrack is excellent. That's the thing. The Glitter and soundtrack, I almost think of as just the Mariah Carey album. Yeah, of course. And kind of the same way for The Bodyguard. Um, but for some reason, The Preacher's Wife, which is literally just a Whitney Houston album that's gospel, feels more like a soundtrack to me. And I yeah. fucking love it. Um, I'm trying. Oh, it's the City of Angels soundtrack, which I don't even oh. know if I've listened to it all the way through. But Uninvited. Oh, classic soundtrack. Iris, yes. Like these are classic like, pieces of music. In the '90s, I feel like we had movies that were known for their soundtracks. Yes. Like, and you don't get that these days. Yes. Like, I mean, of course, like you know, the Spice Girls stand in me is like obviously Spice World. The soundtrack right. to Spice but World. But it's like, is that a soundtrack? It's an, al- it's an, <laughs> it's album, an album, and then they just put the songs and you know. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I. I just thought about that, like how like the '90s really was that like was this is time. a movie where you will be buying the soundtrack. Didn't uh, Batman Forever have "Kiss from a Rose" and "By Seal" and "How Do I Live" by oh, the Animals? Oh, it might I'm pretty sure that's right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, Dick Tracy, the soundtrack oh, to Dick Tracy. Someone said Garden State. Absolutely, the first time I heard Fru Fru. It's just like there. I feel like soundtracks these days it's just not the same and i feel like this is what happens when all of us get old it's like it was better in my childhood is what every single person alive is going to say but truly it was better in our childhood. oh i mean of course (laughs) but but like the thing is like that is why like when a movie like promising young woman comes along or like hustlers comes along where like you really notice all the music that was like chosen for this movie yes. and how it fits in the movie so well and really gives the movie such a feel. Yes. Like it's so exciting to see now because you don't see it as much now. Right. You know, you don't see as much care being put into every single song that Emerald Fennell put into that soundtrack. Absolutely. Like Emerald Fennell was like, no, you know what song we fucking need here? Paris Hilton classic. <laughs> mm, I miss that. Yeah. I miss that. But I, I, I mean, I love all of that and I love you know, basically going back and building the time period with songs that are already existing. But when it was like, we have money, we have a music supervisor, we are going to create an album with these amazing artists and like build the story with brand new songs. And it's not a musical, Mm -hmm. but these songs tell the story like that. Yeah. Like the bodyguard. Ah! Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That was it. That was it. (sighs) So Matt Steele. Yeah. Question for you. Yes. What has been giving you moments, darling? Okay. So it's two (laughs) things. One very quickly. My, we talked about him earlier in this podcast. One of my best friends, Fernando, uh, he was in the final episode of, uh, never Never have have I I ever. ever. He's one of my best friends. If you see me on Instagram, you've seen Fernando. Um, he wrote the second of his of uh, is in a series of books that he wrote. The first book is called The After Living, and he just put out his second book, the second sort of chapter in this series. It's about if Jesus was a vampire. So if you like fantasy vampire fiction, I feel like Christian would love it because he loves theology. He's studying theology. Right. So if you're into that, it's a like so dense and like brilliant and he has such an imaginative mind. So I'm so proud of him. The second book is called, um, um, uh, descent and desolution. Mm-hmm. Do I know what desolution or desolation <laughs> descent and desolation? Do I know what desolation means? I'll find out when You'll I read find it. Out. But so I'm just super <laughs> proud of him. Everyone check out the two books, the after living and descent and desolation. I think they're available for free on, on Kindle and Amazon. Check oh. that out. But I mean, of <laughs> here we go. Everyone buckle up. <laughs> Guys, I don't even know where to begin other than to just say that Thursday's double two hour double eviction episode of Big Brother was the best episode of Big Brother in the past nine years. Wow. Maybe ever. Like it was such an incredible episode. I'm going to try to be brief. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> all famous season, last words. All season long, there's been a contestant, Michael, who was gay and like the nerdy archetype. He's a defense lawyer and he is a super fan to the max. So he's a brilliant mind. And so and the thing is that no one was anticipating was that he is also a competition beast. Mm. The last week, he broke the record that was held for 16 years by Janelle, who's a Big Brother legend, for most power of vetoes won in a season of Big Brother. If you don't know what that is, I don't, I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Just say it's, it's a special competition in the show. He won it six times. He finally beat the record. And he also tied Janelle's record for nine big competition wins in one season. And so everyone was like, fuck, how is he so smart and so good socially and also a competition beast? And he's mm. just, you know, like a, a little gay, <laughs> you know, um, against these like super athletic men and everything. And so the entire season, the audiences were just like, you need to get Michael the fuck out. How is no one going after Michael? But he was mm. playing the middle so brilliantly. And so this week, last week he was head of household, so he couldn't be head of household this week. So he was in danger this week. And uh, so the two other guys who have also won some competitions, Monty and Turner, were like, you know what we should do? Align with Michael and not go after him. So that way it's the three of us winning the rest of the competitions and it'll be three of us in the Mm. final three. And it's like, what a bad idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> why wouldn't you, you just, like, of course the guys what are going to try idea. to stick to the, with the other guys. And so, uh, and so we're just like, oh, so Michael's not going to go in the double eviction. It's going to be disappointing. It's, mm. it's going to be disappointing. So, uh, the double eviction starts. They play an entire week of big brother in one, uh, rent in one hour. Turner wins head of household. He puts up Brittany, who's Michael's best friend and Alyssa. And it's like, oh, God, they're going to try to get Brittany out, aren't they? Monty wins the power of veto, so he has the power to take one of them down. And so Monty just goes to Alyssa privately, and he's like, Alyssa, you're coming down. You're coming down. (laughs) And I was like, wait, wait, is he putting up, like, Taylor? Like, and they're going to try to get Taylor out, which would also be a very big move um, because she's going to win if she makes it to final two. Um, They're like, oh, what are they doing? What are they doing? And he says to Alyssa, now is the time to take the shot. And I felt all of America shit their pants. Like, because it was <laughs> so like, oh my dramatic. God. Because it's like, not only like, was the house surprised that they were going to go after Michael, but the fans were surprised because for the entire week, they were, it was just like, they're going to keep Michael safe. Right. So, so power veto ceremony happens and Michael's just sitting there and he, you see Michael on the couch just going, don't do it. Don't do it. Really? Don't do it. And Monty goes, I'm taking Alyssa down. And Turner goes, and Turner goes up to make his nomination. And Michael's like, don't do it, Turner. Don't do it. You said you would never put up a fellow LGBTQ person. Oh, you said, Jesus. Which, like, which, like, Michael is the last person to, like, feel that that's, like, a person. He's the last person to hold a grudge against that. But yeah. at this point, he has to do whatever he can. He totally. has to pretend like he's angry that, like, Turner would do that. And Turner's just like, I have to put up Michael and everyone's like, ah! <laughs> so then it's time to give their final please. And Michael knows he's done for. He knows he's right. fucking done. And so he, but Michael is not giving up and he's a defense attorney. So wh- what does he do? He's sitting next to his best friend since day one in the house. He throws his <laughs> best friend under the biggest bus on the planet. He's like, everyone knows Brittany has been making final two deals with everyone. She has been a mess this week, talking to everyone, spilling everyone's game. Everyone knows this. And 
Britney's face is she is just heartbroken and she's crying and she just feels so betrayed by her best friend. And it's <laughs> You're like, so happy about this. Yes, get her! And like just ripping her to shreds. And, mm. he's, and he's like, guys, to the other girls, Taylor and Alyssa, he's like, you two, if you girls vote me out, this will go on Monty and Turner's resume. It will not make you two look impressive. What will be impressive is if you keep me so the three of us can work together and go after Monty and Turner and everything. Don't give them that check mark on their resume. Wow. And the girls are just like, you can tell in their heads, they're just like, he has a really good point. He has a really good point, but I have to do it because he's just, <laughs> he's just dominated the yeah. game for so long. So, of course, they vote Michael out and everything. Brittany's in the chair crying next to him. It's live, baby. <laughs> and then after Julie announces... By a vote of two to zero, Michael, you have been evicted from the Big Brother house. Michael gets up from his chair and he goes, everyone can remain seated. I just have one thing to say. And he walks out the door without saying anything. And everyone is just sitting on the couches, just like totally blindsided. The great thing about all of that was he knew he didn't stand a chance once he was up there. But but the super fan in him was just like, I, A, am going to make great television, (laughs) and B, I am not. I am going, they're going to have to drag me out of this, which for the past several years, people are just like, well, I guess it's my time. (laughs) And in their final pleas, they're just like, I want to give glory to God and Mm. I want to thank CBS for having me. It's like, no, fuck CBS. (laughs) Fuck all of this. Fuck all of you. Keep me, you fucking losers. That's what I would be doing. And you know the super fan and Michael had that exit planned for years. Oh, you know it. He knew he was like, if I am ever evicted, this is how I'm going to go. And like he left, Julie interviewed him and, and Julie's just like, you did all that. You said all that about Britney and Michael's like, I feel horrible, but like, like I feel horrible for doing it. But like, if I didn't do it, I would regret it for the rest of my life. Mm. And so it's just Is like, Britney Pastel now. No, she, okay. she knows that he probably just like he, that he did what he had to do. Right. He was going to fight his way out. Um, so she's fine now, but she was really devastated at the Aww. time and it was thrilling to watch. And, and so I just hope that this sets a precedent for future players that like, because for so long, everyone was just kumbayaing yeah. and everything. And there's been, like, it felt like people didn't really want to be there. And I hope this sets a precedent and shows people, like, when you are in danger, fucking burn the house down. <laughs> scorched earth. Throw all of your friends under the bus. Throw all of the other losers under the bus. You fight your way to $750,000. And if you're going to exit, be bitter. Or at least be, <laughs> or at least, like, because the thing is, Michael wasn't bitter. He knew that it was, a. Like, he was like, yeah, they should have, they did the right thing but he was like you know what but I'm going to pretend to be bitter just to make a statement Wow! and so I'm really hoping that this sets precedent for all seasons forward and everyone wants to be like Michael in the future also the rest of the episode was great too it showed Kyle remember Kyle going to jury house and having to tell the jury members like hey I I did these things based on like racial bias like Mm. implicit like biases and everything and it showed them being mad at him it was just like what television Wow! also showed this girl Alyssa she said when she was a child, her be- she wanted a beach-themed bedroom, and her parents were like, yeah, sure. So they let her put sand on the floor of her bedroom and sleep in a hammock. And I was just like, For how is- long? I have no idea, but like, w- it was a wild episode, guys, because I was screaming at my TV for that just as loud as I was during the whole Michael Eviction thing. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? It's a great two hours. Wow. 
Thank you for giving me your oh, time, wow. ladies and gentlemen. That was, was shorter than I expected. Actually. Oh, really? To me, it felt like I was here for twenty hours. You were explaining, it. but it was more succinct than I was expecting. Thank you. I am proud of you. I I, I was nervous the whole time. <laughs> you did a beautiful, much like uh, what's his face, Michael? Who Michael, <laughs> much like oh, Michael. He spilled. It's all. It I'm all. so proud of him. He, wa- he walked out of there in sixth place, but a legend. Mm. So, well, for me, I apologize because I have to talk about reality TV as well. Oh, no. I just need to tell you that uh, on top of that finale of Atlanta that we just talked about, Beverly Hills this season has been fucking awful. They've been talking about nothing, arguing about nothing. When this whole Erica drama of like, oh, your husband who you were with has been defrauding plane crash victims, which was the whole storyline last season. Uh, But she essentially is like, I don't talk about that anymore. And so I'm going to get super drunk in every scene. So the storyline can be like, I drink too much. (laughs) And then last week, Crystal, who has not been doing enough, was like to Garcelle was like, you know what? It is all over the news that uh, Erica Jane has received these $750,000 earrings from her ex-husband that could just be given back to the victims so that they could, could begin rebuilding their lives. And why will she not give those uh, earrings up? And I'm going to ask her about it. <laughs> and, like, yes! and Garcelle was like, you know, this was back when uh, The Real was still on and Garcelle was a host and she had filmed an episode where they asked her about the earrings and what she thought. She's like, I'm going on this trip to Aspen and the episode hasn't aired, but I, I said what I thought on television, so I should probably tell Erica. Oh, that's beautiful. They get in the conversation to discuss um Crystal's like, by the way, I think you should give these earrings back. Do you still have them? Erica had been bragging. He was like, they're actually worth $3 million. And it's like, girl. <laughs> and then Crystal's like, well, why don't you feel like you should give these back? And she's like, well, we, it's a whole legal process. It's a whole legal process. I'm not going to just fold to the court of public opinion. If they think I did something wrong, they're going to have to prove it in court. They can say I'm a fucking liar. But until they do, they're, these are mine. And then they were just like, what you're doing is wrong. You're not doing this for public opinion. We're saying this because it's like to be a good person, you should give these earrings back. And what she said was, quote, what we've all thought because we've watched the show and we see how she interacts in the world. Quote, oh, no. I don't give a fuck about anyone but myself. <laughs> It's like, you're not even going to veil the fact that you are a Disney villain right now. You've ruined. She's like, I don't even know if they're real victims. This could all be, you know, I don't know why who, who would call them real victims. It's not been proven that they're victims in a court of law. And it's like, Erica. Man. I Erica. Mean, I mean, this is just the moral of the story, ladies and gentlemen. If you're going to go on reality TV, be messy. And it's, the, I mean, it's what makes it good, but it's, and also there's this great shot of Garcelle, because Garcelle, this is, Erica's the one who like talked shit about Garcelle's son and told him to go fuck himself or whatever the mm-hmm. other week. And as soon as Erica says this, she turns back around like at Crystal with like a big smile on her face, like, we got the bitch. <laughs> it's wonderful. And it's like even the people who have tried to be on, Gar- on Erica's side because they have like this alliance, which is really lame. I have been like, you have to stop talking because I can't defend what you just said. I, you, we're going to walk you out of here and put you to bed because we cannot defend. To walk you out of here and put you, you to, to bed because we cannot defend. I don't care about anyone else, but go to but sleep. Go, go to, to sleep. sleep. You're crazy. <laughs> it just, it was excellent. I'm so glad we got one good episode out of the 20 terrible ones there have been. The trailer for Potomac came out. It looks excellent. The trailer for Salt Lake City looks out, came out and looks excellent. We've been in a little bit of a lull with Housewives, but I think. Isn't it so thrilling when there is a lull in your reality TV, darling, Um, and you are like, I'm sticking it out, I'm sticking it, and then suddenly it's just like, 
boom and you just feel so invigorated you feel refreshed i felt i it was one in the morning as i was watching that big brother episode i've mm. never felt more alive in my life and it's like so lovely but it's like will this will it stay will it stay <laughs> will it and the stay? thing is it won't it won't but then it'll go back up and then it'll do go you back, think vanderpump rules ever is gonna have a good moment again you know what it could stick with it darling i'm sticking with it unfortunately Oh, well, I guess that's it. I'm, I'm hot and I'm tired. I know. <laughs> Reality TV does this It really too, guys. does. It winds you up. It really, oh, really Also, does. just one last thing. They're filming the reunion. They filmed it on Friday. And the new woman, who's fucking awful, is only present via Zoom. If they don't fire her immediately. Diana, I never want to see her again on my television. How dare you? How dare Show you? up. I did like, before the episode that just came out aired, she she is very rich, and so she donated $100,000 to the plane crash victims. <laughs> just because. And I was That's like, amazing. that was the most likable thing you did all season. Too bad it wasn't on the show. Goodbye. <laughs> Awful. Um, but sorry, I think that is it for wow. me. Wow. Oh, what, a, what a time to be living. It really yeah. is the time. It is the time. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching, and we'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats. Bye. 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 